Hello this is Tanishka from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday the 12th of January. India recorded over 194000 cases of covid-19 and 442 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total tally of infections stands at over 3 crore 60 lakh while the death toll is more than 4 lakh 84000. The daily positivity rate in India stands at 11.05%. The current tally of Omicron cases is 4868 with the new variant now present in all 28 states. The highest number of Omicron cases have been detected in Maharashtra with over 1200 cases, followed by Rajasthan with more than 600 and Delhi with more than 500. At least 120 districts have reported a weekly positive rate of 10% in the third wave ndtv reported on december 24 only two districts had a weekly positive rate of 10% delhi health minister satyendra jain said today that restrictions in the national capital will be lifted if covid-19 cases reduce in the next 2 3 days he said that hospitalization rates had stabilized and cases had plateaued on tuesday The capital had reported 21,259 new COVID-19 cases and 23 deaths, the highest number of deaths since June 13. Mumbai, meanwhile, continued the downward spiral of reporting new COVID cases with 11,647 cases yesterday. The test positivity rate had dipped down from 23% to 18% within the last 24 hours. However, The number of tests conducted in the city has reduced as well. In light of the significant surge in COVID-19 cases, the center wrote to all states and UTs urging them to direct concerned departments to ensure adequate buffer stock of medical oxygen for at least 48 hours and reinvigorate oxygen control rooms. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 314 million people so far. claiming the lives of over 5.5 million people the world health organization meanwhile said that omicron is becoming the dominant covid variant around the world and will soon surpass the number of infections caused by the delta strain the supreme court today issued notice to the center uttarakhand government and the delhi police in a pil seeking criminal action in regards with the haridwar dharam sansad conclave where hate speeches against muslims were made and another event in delhi by hindu yuva vahini for allegedly calling for genocide a bench of chief justice of india nv ramana and justices suryakant and hima kohli gave the uttarakhand government 10 days to respond the court permitted petitioners to bring into notice of local authorities similar events that are going to take place that they think are against the provisions of the law The petition was filed by former High Court Justice Anjana Prakash and journalist Kurban Ali. The plea alleged that the police inaction shows that it is hands in gloves with the perpetrators. It called for an independent, credible and impartial probe by a special investigation team into the incidents of the alleged hate speeches. Appearing for the petitioners, advocate Kapil Sibal had submitted an I quote, if quick steps are not taken, These dharam sansad will take place at other places. They are going to happen in states where the process of elections is going on. No arrests have happened 
the country's atmosphere will be vitiated. It's contrary to what this republic stands for, its ethos and values we cherish. This is a clear incitement to violence." Unquote. Ahead of the assembly polls, UP Cabinet Minister Dara Singh Chauhan resigned this afternoon, stating that the government has done nothing for backward classes. This makes Chauhan the second BJP minister from UP to quit the cabinet since yesterday. Dara Singh Chauhan served as the Minister of Forest and Environment in the UP government. On Tuesday, Uttar Pradesh's Labour Minister Swami Prasad Maurya had resigned from the cabinet and joined Akhilesh Yadav Samajwadi Party in a blow for the BJP. As per reports, his resignation was followed by four other MLAs following suit and quitting the party. This comes a month before the state is set to go into elections. Listeners, five states, Goa, Manipur, Punjab, Uttarakhand and Uttar Pradesh will be voting next month to elect new assemblies. My colleagues Akanksha, Ashwin, Ayush, Basant, Nidhi, Pratik and Shivangi will be hitting the ground to get you nuanced reports about the elections and explore the underbelly of the electoral process. But to do this, we need your support. Power our election reportage by contributing to our NL Sena project. Head on to newslaundry.com, visit the Sena tab and choose a contribution amount of your choice. While you're there, do check out Basant and Ashwin's report titled Durdarshan Election Special on UP. How BJP Affiliates Were Passed Off As Common Citizens. The report details how a half-hour program on Doordarshan called Kya Bole UP features conversations with common citizens like business owners and local residents on what they think about BJP schemes and programs in the state. Except that they're not really common citizens at all. They're members of the BJP, the RSS or the VHP or are associated with the BJP in one way or another. Listeners, there's a reason you will not see such reports covered by mainstream media houses. At News Laundry, we don't depend on government ads or corporations and hence can report the truth without fear. We are accountable only to our subscribers. If you're not a part of our community already, head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen. Lowest subscription starts at Rs 300 only. The Supreme Court appointed a committee chaired by Justice Indu Malhotra to inquire into the security breach during Prime Minister Narendra Modi's visit to Punjab on January 5th. The committee will also include the Registrar General of the Punjab and Haryana Court, the Director General of the National Investigation Agency, or an officer nominated by him not below the rank of Inspector General and the ADGP Security of Punjab Police. According to a report by Live Law, the committee will look into who is responsible for the security breach and to what extent remedial measures of safeguard are necessary and other suggestions of securities of constitutional functionaries. The bench, headed by Chief Justice of India, and Justices Surya Kant and Hima Kohli said that the matter must be looked into by a judicially trained mind to submit a comprehensive report for the consideration of the court and that it could not be left to one-sided inquiries. The court directed the inquiry committee to submit the report at the earliest. The top court also said, and I quote, 
war of words between state and central government is no solution it may rather impair the need for a robust mechanism to respond at such a critical juncture in the last hearing on january 10th the court had asked the central government and the punjab government to put on hold the inquiries by the committees constituted by them on january 7th the court had asked the registrar general of the punjab and haryana high court to secure the records related to the prime minister's visit on january 5th the prime minister's vehicle remained stuck on a flyover for around 20 minutes when he was on his way to ferozpur for an election rally his convoy was blocked by protesting farmers Congress leader and leader of the opposition in Lok Sabha Adhir Ranjan Chaudhary wrote to the chairman of the parliamentary standing committee on home affairs Anand Sharma today asking for the panel to discuss revelations made in an investigation about the take fog application Chaudhary's letter requested the matter to be taken for discussion in the next meeting of the department related parliamentary standing committee on home affairs This comes a week after Trinamool Congress MP Derek O'Brien wrote to the parliamentary standing committee demanding that the panel take cognizance of the issue as it had serious ramifications and concerns national security. Digital news portal The Wire had brought to light the existence of an app called Take Fog in an investigative report published earlier this month. The report revealed that the app was used by political operatives affiliated with the BJP to artificially inflate the popularity of the party, harass its critics, and manipulate public perceptions at scale across social media platforms. In his letter, the TMC MP had said, and I quote, "This application is capable of penetrating encrypted messaging platforms and secure social media conversations." in order to heavily manipulate and exploit narratives on said platforms unquote a report by the wire said that the chairman of the committee had taken serious note of the letter by o'brien and that the issue is likely to be taken up in the next meeting the world bank's latest global economic prospects report forecasted that global economic growth will slow to 4.1% this year from 5.5% in 2021 it warned that the global economy is entering a phase of pronounced slowdown it attributed the slowdown to covid-19 variants soaring inflation high government debt levels and rising income inequality the report says that inflation is at its highest rate since 2008 according to bbc It predicted that global growth will decelerate further in 2023 to 3.2%. In India, however, the growth rate is expected to rise from 8.3% to 8.7% this year. In China, the rate of growth is expected to drop to 5.1% from 8% last year, while in the US, it is forecasted for 3.7% this year as compared to 5.6% in 2021. World Bank president David Malpass noted that poor countries were especially vulnerable to economic damage from efforts to fight inflation. He blamed stimulus programs in the richest countries for worsening the divide by driving global inflation. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. 
See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.